folks, it's here. The long awaited, and by long awaited, I mean the six day <laughs> waited premiere of Fleet Week. Are we are we branding this? I like the logo, man. I really do. But are we going like Fleet Week Wednesday as a name, or is that just for the logo's sake? I'm interested. I would say it's just for the logo's sake, wouldn't you? I mean, I think so. Yeah, it seems too much. It's too much, right? It looks great, but yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, for those of you unaware, this is the official AEW podcast. Now they're thrown out, <laughs> unrestricted. <laughs> we are being directly funded by Tony Khan. Uh, Shivani will be on soon, I'm sure. But the concept, and and you can speak to this more, pal. But I, you know, just to kind of set the table here. We're going to talk about the C shows that were being Monday and Tuesday, and we're going to look ahead to two A shows, right? With with um, Dynamite and Rampage. So roughly, that's what we plan to do here, right? More or less. The way I would look at it is, I think it's fair. I mean, Dynamite is the start of the week for AEW. Yeah. So we're kind of talking about the week that was, mm -hmm. and then the weeks that's coming. You know what's coming. Um, we're not. I'm not going to sit here and run through the whole, sh you know, all of dark and be like, okay, this match lasted right, yeah. lasted 30 seconds, and this is what like we're not going to do that. Like, I we're going to talk, you know, big picture um, stuff we like, stuff we thought was cool. I I would imagine there's going to be weeks where we hardly even talk about, <laughs> you know, what happened. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of a, a an overview of of where things are and where we think things are heading. And you know, we're just a couple of guys on Tony Khan's payroll. Um, yeah, that's that's how I describe myself often. I actually now shake hands with people and just say, oh, "I am a guy out on Tony Khan's payroll." <laughs> they don't even know what I'm talking about. They just they assume it's a Fulham reference, you know. But I, I will say that we have chose a hell of a week to do this. And not only because of the reason that we want to give ourselves credit for with the whole rampage. Obviously, that's a big deal, right? Rampage. But, dude, I know we don't want to do these, like, match by match. Truly two of the strangest sea shows they've ever produced. Oh, this yeah. Week. Like, Elevation, I pulled it up just to see, because I was trying to remember. Because there were so many matches on dial, I forgot. You did Brother. the exact same thing I did. <laughs> Brother, there was, there was, like, four matches that didn't come in over a minute. Dude, the first, the first six matches were six minutes and, like, 17 seconds combined. The main event was longer than the rest of the matches combined. It was one of the greatest professional wrestling shows I've ever seen in my life. But do we actually have any idea why this was the case? No. <laughs> I mean, I would assume, you know, that was the only one this week that was in front of the live crowd on Wednesday. And right. I know it was like, I don't even, you know, obviously we've never been there, but I know it was yeah. raining really bad there. So I'm wondering if maybe, I don't think yeah. they did anything after Dynamite. I could be wrong. But I think everything was before Dynamite, and I'm wondering if they just said, "Look, it's it's awful. Let's get out of here." Like, but I mean, it was—I don't know, man. That show, they could do elevation like that every week, and it would pop me. Like, are you yes. kidding me? I can't. Like every match, it got funnier and funnier because it was like, "All right, this one will probably go a little bit." Nope, 45 seconds. Like, brilliant. Did I fall with the Peter Avalon match? I was like. I mean, two roster guys, they're going to go like four minutes, beat him in 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and also, if it wasn't good enough, we had Kingston on color too. It was tremendous. Yeah. And that was the thing too, because I like they did, yeah, it was Sean Dean and Peter Avalon. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know who's going to win this match. Like, I legitimately was like, you know, Avalon could win that 30 seconds. Beautiful. Like, uh, I don't know. There's something about these YouTube shows. Yeah. Like, 
you can't take them too seriously. Like I'm not sitting here trying to pretend these are the greatest shows of all time, but for someone who grew up watching like syndicated wrestling, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like you don't get to see this stuff anymore. Like we haven't seen anything like this in a long time. Just dudes going out there and just squashing people every week. Right. Like I love it. I mean, I know it's not for everybody, but for mm-hmm. me, makes everyone on the roster look good. I think what's such an interesting, you said we were going to a big picture, and I think this is an interesting concept to get into, is like, I'm fascinated by this idea that there's kids out there, that this is the only wrestling they watch because it's on right. YouTube. And I don't know if that's even true. I don't. You know, There's no way of me finding this out. I'm not going to investigate it anytime soon. But like, you know, kids, a lot of kids are not going to have cable in their house. Right. And maybe they hear John Moxley's in AEW or whoever, and there they are watching these squash matches. Brother, we could bring it back. Territory Wrestling could be back soon. You know, I'd never even thought of that. I would that that's fascinating. If there's people that's all all they're watching is dark. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> you tripped me out on that one. I'm gonna be thinking about that for a Brother, minute. Like, can there's, you... <laughs> there's, there's a kid out there that's like the Sidal brothers and the Lucha brothers. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, like tremendous great. match too. See, that's the thing. Elevation had all those squashes, and then we capped it off with like a legit great C show match, right? Yeah. Like it stood out above the general kind of stuff. Dude, Phoenix is um I listen, people are gonna I know they like everyone likes to be a you know a cynic and a skeptic. Well, he does flips, and it's like I don't think I've ever seen a professional wrestler like move that way in my life. Genuinely. No. He's an outlier, complete outlier. What I like about Phoenix too is like he falls sometimes yes and you don't even care like i and i mean I, that's the way it should be on i mean if you're doing it all the time then that's a different thing but like he messed up his entrance i think on the friday night yep. show like he fell off and it was he just laughed it off and kept going he's tremendous like him and andrade when they get there like i yeah, yeah i don't even he, know i don't have the right words for it and hopefully you know it's one of those matches that you're gonna put so highly up that you know i guess it could disappoint you if you let it but that's the one that like if so if they do this andrade death triangle like they just literally haven't worked the three of them in a row if they started with penta and that match was like just fun i wouldn't be surprised if the phoenix match is anything less than like something that blows our minds it'll be like holy shit i don't know what's going on you know because like, right. phoenix has great he could have a great match with us too <laughs> i mean i haven't seen him have a bad match Right. So that's like the thing is the Andrade stuff. Listen, man, we're like, we're three days away from a good clue as to where he's at. Because listen, Omega is right there with Phoenix. You don't have bad matches with Kenny Omega. I'm confident. I thought he looked, the Sidell thing is, is interesting. I actually rewatched it this week. He didn't look bad in that match. It was just, there was a weird vibe to that, you know? It yeah. didn't feel right. They weren't on the same page. Right. But, I mean, it really wasn't like, it's one of that was one of those matches where I watched and I thought it was fine, and then I got online and it was like everyone was talking about how yeah. terrible it was, and I was like, I don't, I miss that, like, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm not even saying they're wrong, but to me, it wasn't that bad. Like, I don't, right. I think people, I don't know what's going on with Andrade. I mean, some of it's just that he left WWE, so people have decided they don't like him. But like, there is like a genuine. Like I've seen people who aren't even WWE guys that were like, "This guy's really not that good." Like, and I'm just, yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't believe that that's where we're at after the run that he had in NXT. Like, I don't. I, just, I, I have to say, I, I mean, this could be 
Maybe you'll agree. I remember this like I do. I thought it was the consensus greatest match in WWE history when he had running wrestled Gargano. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. He's best. I again, people hate hyperbole, but like I remember seeing him in New Orleans when he wrestled uh, Malachi Black, you know. And um, I've never seen a dude be able to do as much like variety in ring because he can still fly, he could whack guys, you know, he can chain wrestle. I I have faith to be honest. This is gonna sound ridiculous, me giving him shit about his like you know condition. I think he's still adjusting to he's put some muscle on frame yeah. like and he looked like he was struggling for wind in in miami like it was hot in there you could tell right so i don't know i trust the process with that stuff he also hadn't i mean we it's easy for us to forget that he hadn't wrestled right like i mean i think he had a he wrestled somebody in atlanta i don't even remember who that was i'm bad about that i think that was after the sidell match though it was yeah, it was um, laredo kid i think he did, yeah right? that's yeah. right and like but he hasn't been wrestling like i don't was Seidel his first match in probably what four or five months at least? Because right. he wasn't on WWE TV. That's four or five months might even be low. Yeah, and also the thing is, the matches he was doing on WWE TV at the end were like like six minutes of Gaza and shit like that. Like it's not the same, you know. Right. You know we don't need to do, again. We're never going to do Fed bad on here, but like we know the difference. Because <laughs> once you get in their TV system, you basically just like you have your match, and that's they don't really give a shit, right? Like it's different here. Sidell probably came with a clean slate, and I just think they were they were off basically, as you said. Um, what have we got here? People loving the dark, they're putting it over some. It is uh, great as background sound, right? That's, that's what I was that's exactly how I watch dark. I don't sit yeah. there fully attentive to the entire show. Like when when a match when somebody's music hits that I like, or you know, I mean I'm paying attention, but I'm not like studying right. the show and then the commentary on both shows <laughs> now that king is on elevation <laughs> which hopefully is permanent um, there's no reason that can't be permanent unless he just doesn't want to do it and i can't imagine that's the case because you don't yeah. need him to wrestle on elevation like you don't need that and then taz and excalibur <laughs> like those two just do not care like it's just to do i mean it don't mean they're not like burying anything i mean they're no. they're still they're still doing their jobs but at the same time it's just two dudes having fun and they make you laugh multiple times through the night like taz is just insane like and it's funny because you i mean he was he was a good announcer before i never thought he was bad but like now where he's just doing whatever he wants to do like he's good for four or five legitimately like full on laughs every yeah. week without being so ridiculous that you're distracting from the show. Cause that would be a negative too. You can become so, you know, caught up in your own bits and your nonsense oh, yeah. that, that you're not, you're burying the show. They don't do that. I, I actually was thinking about it. I nearly sent this as a tweet and I thought I would get dunked on. So I was cowardice, but like Excalibur won an announcer of the year with the observer. Like people know he's good. Right. But like, I don't think people get how important he is. Like, I love Tony. I love him with all my heart, and Jim is Jim. To keep those two, like, vaguely on point, honestly, is a serious art form that he is now. Do you remember the show where he missed, and they had, like, Taz, we love Taz, but you put Taz alongside those two, and it was like, holy yeah. shit, this mm -hmm. thing's a mess, you know? He's great. And I saw people like speculating that he wasn't going to do dynamite anymore because he's yeah. going to be the lead guy. And that's a terror. I don't think that's the case, but that's no. a terrible idea. Like Excalibur kind of holds everything together. You're 100% right. Like I've been stunned by Tony. Like I always liked Tony, but yeah. I didn't realize how like into 
modern wrestling he was. Like he'll talk about these guys from the end. And I mean, I don't, maybe people are feeding it to him, but I don't think so. Like you can tell it's pretty genuine. And I like, I thought the dude didn't like wrestling anymore. Like that was kind of right. the, the impression you were given was like this guy, you know, WCW ruined wrestling for him and he didn't like it anymore. And then you find out he's been like following the Indies and, and I don't know if that's recent or, or so if he was doing that the whole time, but the story goes that Comrade wanted to do that pod and he hadn't watched a match since WCW's end until he watched AJ and John Cena from the Rumble. You remember the match where they didn't leave the ring? That yeah, match? That's a great match. And he watched it and he was like, he goes to Comrade, he goes, that was an on Anderson match, right? And the Comrade was like, yeah, it was an on Anderson. I don't know how he got that because they did a fucking hundred finishes, but you know, he, Tony figured it out. Okay. So. Right. He watched that, and then he started doing stuff with MLW. And I think what happened was MLW kind of made him realize that, like, the independents had some amazing wild talent, right? Because, like, MLW's not paying anyone shit. Like, it's just indie guys coming right. in. MJF was there. And I think it opened his mind in a way that, like, if you think about what he did in wrestling, he there's no reason for him to be as, like just free with it as he is, right? Because he basically worked for one territory his whole life, really. He did some WWF, yeah. but it was... But man, he's like, he just has an open mind and it's such a contrast to a couple other gyms and just general people that it's like, dude, you can just, like, you can actually just watch wrestling like, hey man, I don't know if this is my thing, but like, this is fun, you know? And that's yeah. his energy. It's great. No, that's a hundred percent his energy. I mean, you can, you can tell when he really likes someone and it's yeah. not always who you would think it would be. I mean, he, I still, when him and King started talking about Amazing Red, I, I think I met, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I would never have seen that coming. No, it's great. It's like, and the thing with Kingston is too, is he, he loves Eddie. And I think in his mind, and I, hopefully this is a long time away. Cause I mean, Eddie has a lot to offer in ring. I think Eddie's someone they want to be a color commentator full time for them. Right. Or a manager or so like he's, you know, it's about long-term kind of ideas. Like Eddie's going to work there as long as that promotion lives. Right. Like you would think, yeah. <laughs> Which is what a fault that is, dude. From from a one-off where we had to do the little hashtag, please sign Eddie. <laughs> like the dude, I mean, and and I'm not gonna pretend. Like I, I want to be clear that like I am not as familiar with Eddie as right. as maybe I should be. Like I, I mean, I knew who he was, and I, I mean, I saw him live once, and I mean, obviously, I, but like I didn't know he was this good. Like mm -hmm. I, I've never really been a, a big indie guy. I got into it for a year or two, but like never. I was always kind of like, I'll see these guys when they get to the WWE at the time, right. um, which also made it easier in case, you know, they didn't get to do everything that, that they did before. So I was like, you couldn't really be, you know, you can't be disappointed by all oh, this is a watered down version of them. Well, it's not for me because I didn't see them right. before. So like, I've been blown away by Kingston. Like, I mean, I was, I was excited when he came out. I knew who he was. It was, I, I got, it was a big deal, but I didn't realize this guy was going to be like my favorite wrestler. Like, mm -hmm. and he's just, he's a star now. Like, like he tagged in on dynamite oh, and it was like, what is happening? Like, it's beautiful. And who could have seen this coming? Like, bro, I, I swear. I like, we have had a lot of fun on this with Bob where we always joke about people think wrestling's worse with fans. I swear to God, one of my favorite wrestling moments of this year is Eddie tagging in the people going, no, he doesn't do anything. He just stands there. But that to me, that's wrestling, right? Like he's over now to the point where, as you said, he's a star now. It doesn't mean she tags in, they pop. As simple as that. That's, that's the best thing about That's what, 
blew me away about the fan stuff is I thought AEW did a pretty good job without fans. Like they really yeah. did better than, than you probably should have been able to, Definitely. but like, it's a whole different world. Like there's nothing like the crowd losing their minds. Like you don't even have to like the person, like you will feel it and yeah. it, it'll change your perception of something like that. I, it's hard to dislike someone when the crowd loves them. Like it's really hard unless you're just a jaded, you know, ass, which, you know, and that's, you know, I might've been that 15 years ago. I don't know, but right. now it's just like, how can you not get into it? Like, how can you not, you know, you see that re like wild thing hits and you see people lose yeah. their minds for Moxley and Kingston. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know how you can not enjoy that unless you just don't like wrestling. Like, I don't get it. So this may come this may come across silly because we're doing a wrestling podcast right now, but I think there's a lot to be said for wrestling conversation like this. I do think a lot of people lose themselves in trying to be like talent scouts of the professional wrestling, and they start doing this thing of, well, he's not a great promo, he's not got great size. And it's like, hey man, listen, this bullshit we call pro wrestling, the real skill that matters more than anything else is just getting over. Go and yeah. connect with the people. And we, and I'm not, <laughs> certain promotions are more blamed for this than others, but let's be real, man. Like people have lost complete sight of that idea. They try to look at it as like a skill chart. And it's like, man, fuck that. Listen to the people. I love him. He's over. Uh, Roll with it. Yeah, 100%. And see, that's the thing. That's even like, I got caught up in that. Me too. Like, yeah. you get caught up in like, oh, well, you know, this guy's not a good technical wrestler or, you know, his matches are only 2.75 stars. And it's like, you got, it, that's not how you're supposed to watch wrestling. Like I, and let's be fair. If you enjoy that, yeah, then then do you, man. Like I'm not trying to tell you to to right. not enjoy your thing the way you want to enjoy it. But like for me, part of what I did when I started watching in AEW was I tried to change the way I watched wrestling. I tried to go back to being more of like let's just have fun. And I will yep. say, like, I think part of it is is they make it a little bit easier to do that. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to look for things to like versus, mm -hmm. you know, you know, like you can just try to enjoy the product that they're trying to put out instead of having to create a, a different way to enjoy the show. But yeah, man, like, and we joked about this that this is what I was going to say. It's just fun, like. Right that that's what it is like wrestling's supposed to be fun i mean it's supposed to make you angry sometimes it's supposed to, you know you're supposed to feel things that's the way it's supposed to work and like i feel like they're pretty good at that and and it's one of those things that the people on the outside of it i think look at them in a totally different way like they act like it's like this work rate you know ring of honor type promotion where it's like that is not what this company is. Like, I don't know what to tell not to say their in-ring stuff's good, but that's not no. the product that they're putting on TV. Like that. It's just not like they're telling, they tell stories. They don't tell them in the, in the way that you've been used to for the last 15 years of wrestling weekly television. Right. Um, you know, it's not, here's a plot point this week and here's, you got to have a plot point in the same story the next week, you know, whether it makes sense or not, you got to have another plot point or else people right. are going to forget about it. Um. Yeah, they just they're they they're not reinventing the wheel, but it feels like they are, because it hasn't been done this way in a long time. 
I, it's a quote I love that I would never use on Twitter for fear of abuse, but you know that John Moxley one where he's just won the belt and he's doing a conference, press conference thing, and he goes, he goes, you know, Cody said to me, we're going to bring pro wrestling back. And he's like, we brought it back. Like There's 6,000 people in there tonight and it was a pro wrestling show and people were going, well, well, you know, this is a pro wrestling show, that's a pro wrestling show. It's like, listen, if you feel what he's talking about, you'll know what he meant. Because no. I know exactly what he meant, right? And it's and and the people watching this gear, but so that's we were talking earlier about the uh, dark thing. Um, it was the bad weather situation. I want to say this. I was about to say I was going to go. Maybe they didn't want to follow up the Cody promo with so, saying, "I thought, dude, a Ziv Tony would give a shit." Yeah. <laughs> Tony Khan would totally just walk right around on stage and say, "Hey, we got you know more to come." <laughs> this is our main event. <laughs> hang oh, hang out for another two and a half hours with dude. us. I still think it's insane. They did a Nick Gage death match and he came out and was like, two more hours. Here we go. <laughs> it's tremendous. And that's, that's the thing is they're breaking all these rules that we've yeah. created that are supposed to exist because the fans are with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there may be, you know, I'm not sure you can do five hour tapings for the next five years. Like, right now, it's a little special circumstance. A lot of these people are like, like I'm going to Dynamite in Cincinnati and it's going to be the first thing I've done like this in you know two years so they could go mm-hmm. six hours and I'm gonna be like hell yeah man like let's go all night but would I be like that you know two years from now maybe not but yeah I, they don't do things the way you're quote-unquote supposed to do yeah but I think that we're starting to realize that what we've been told you're supposed to do right. was is not right like yes like we're starting to see that we're getting a lot of evidence especially in the last month or so that what we've been told is supposed to happen is not necessarily what needs to happen it's almost like the rule book was written by people that like almost resented their audience (laughs) and thought we were dumb and like it can change guys it can evolve everything else has you know that's been and like i don't want to I, I don't want to say I don't understand the point because I get I do get what people are saying, but like I truly and honestly don't understand the argument that their pay-per-views are too long. Right. Like I'm paying $55, $60 for this show. There's only four of them a year. Like I don't understand the the argument that the show needs to be two and a half hours. Like yeah. if now don't get me wrong, if it's dragging and it's like, okay. You know, you didn't. There is stuff that they put in there that, that maybe you could cut. But sure. to me, when you're only doing four of them, I'm fine with it. Now, if we, if we went, if they go to, you know, seven or eight, or especially every month, then yeah, we don't need to be going four hours. That's insane. But like to me, if the show's good, then you're not worried about how long it is. Yeah. I, how do I say this politely? I think some people watch wrestling the wrong way. <laughs> what I mean by that is like, like if you were just like sitting on your own with like Twitter in your hand, like four hours is probably a long time. Yeah. If you have some friends that like wrestling or like in your case, you watch your wife, like that can be just like a, a point. I know you've been doing it in the cinema recently, right? Which is fucking awesome. Oh, that's tremendous. Yeah. And that's what it should be. It should be like a, I guess what I'm saying is, four hours is a lot longer if you're trying to analyze and like keep your star rating chart going whereas like the last time i watched it dude i I said this on the the main show i think i watched it the next day double or nothing 
had a friend round, my brother was watching it, and we just sat there and like, we had some snacks, we spent about five hours, we paused it in the middle, went around, did some stuff, it's like, and I said on the post show, on the review show, people thought I was a lunatic, I said, that's my favourite pay view I've ever seen. <laughs> people said to me, well, what about this and that? I said, brother, that show was incredible. Mm -hmm. Everyone got tired and they thought it got bad, but in reality, that's, if you're, if you're tired, man, just go to bed and watch it the next day. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that even ties into kind of what my hesitation has always been with doing something like this. Right. And I'm going to be very careful, not like wrestling is fun. And if yes. I ever feel like I have to watch this stuff in order to come on here and do this with you, then I'm going to tell you I'm not going to do it anymore. Right. Like, yeah. like that's, you know, and I'm not, you know, we joked about dunking on Bob, but I'm really not planning on doing that. But he's, do you remember when he said something about, uh, he wasn't going to watch Rampage because he needed to unwind. And I was just like, brother, like, this is how I unwind. <laughs> like, I mean, you're choosing to watch 25 hours of old WWE every week. I mean, that, I mean, and if that's what you, but to me, I'm just here. I'm not trying to have fun. You know, huh. we're going to come on here every week and talk about this. And some weeks we may be here for a half hour. And some weeks we may be here and be like, oh God, dynamite's about to start by like, Right. You know, we're, I'm not taking like I. I love when you say this, and I, I you know, we've talked about my job and how I don't get to watch you guys all the time. But I love you. You always do the thing where you, you know, I'm just, I'm just a fan. I'm just a guy who watches, right. and I, that's totally how I feel. Like, I'm not. I don't know anything more than the nine people that are watching this right now. Um, like, it's, I don't. It's the biggest thing, dude. You have. My, what I've learned from doing the show, and it, look, I've been doing it for only like 18 months, but I do so much of it. It feels like I'm doing it for a decade now, you know? And what I've realized is, brother, there was a time I was I was watching Raw, and it's like, there's no way our audience wants me to talk about this. I hate this show. Right. <laughs> and I'm just using that as an example. It's other shows too. Like, I would keep up with like MLW. I don't give a shit about MLW. And maybe with this show, sometimes you may message me and say, oh, I've got something going on. I'm going to watch Dark. And it's like, I don't think the audience gives a shit is my no. point, you know, like, yeah. cause that's the, that is the core issue. And that's again, a bigger topic than just fleet week. But like, brother, there are people that really have convinced themselves that the job is watching everything. No, it's not yeah. the job. <laughs> I don't, I can't like, I can say for a long time, I didn't watch dark and elevation. Like, or oh. I, I've, I've watched elevation every week, but I didn't watch dark for probably a year. Like right. we got busy, you know, and then it's like the last few months, I feel like the show's gotten better. I mean, it never was bad, but Dynamite got better. I mean, we saw yes. it get better. And so you got more excited about the promotion. So then it was like, all right, well, I'm going to watch this show because, you know, it's all these people I'm used to seeing. I mean, it, you know, it, wrestling to me is a hobby. And there's been times in my life where I've probably taken that too far. Um you know, like the year I decided to do keep a spreadsheet of WWE <laughs> matches. <laughs> that pops me so. Do you know that I tell people that in real life? I'm like, uh, some of my friends with WWE got to a point where they just to like keep like an interest. They began to like track stuff. Like it was. <laughs> it pops me I, so much. Dude. I kept a spreadsheet for a whole year of like every match that I that I thought was three stars or better. And like I got to the end of the year, and I remember message. I don't know who it was, and I said, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever." I just, I just stopped. Like I did that one, the one poll, the New York Fifty poll, yeah. and then I was like, "I'm never doing this again." Like what? <laughs> like what was I thinking? 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we all get, we can all get caught up and like, you can't get obsessed with it. Like, you know, it's, and that's where it's like, you know, we're on here talk, we're doing a podcast every week talking about AEW. So, so what can we really say? But at the same time, like, we're just a couple of guys who've been DMing each other about this show in all caps for the last, you know, six months. And it's like, well, let's just, let's just actually talk about it instead of doing it in text form. And I mean, we're here to pop ourselves, basically. <laughs> Not that I mean, of course, we hope <laughs> we hope people watch and and you know and like it. And I mean, I that would be great. But at the same time, I'm just I don't know, man. Like I just want to talk about wrestling. Like <laughs> I said it to you last week. This is the bit that I relate to from your perspective, and I think you're on board with it. But you can tell me if not. Like for me, sometimes I'll want to say something on Twitter. And I just be like, you know what, man? I actually like I've got a platform, so I'm gonna just not do that. I'm gonna talk about it to my audience who knows where my perspective is. I'm not gonna just read it out of context, right? And like for you, you've actually tried to tweet less about wrestling because you just don't want involved in that whole thing, right? That's like a decision you made. This show, if this is an outlet for you to just talk about the shit you enjoyed or disliked without it being like a quote tweet, you know, right. thing. That's right. cool. That's, that's what it needs. Yeah, and I and I don't want to act like I mean I know people are just messing around. Like I don't I don't. I don't want to sound like I was like angry, even though I might've been, but that was my own fault. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it does kind of like when you have this thing you like, and you just want to talk about this thing you like, and like people want to make jokes about it. I mean, that kind of sucks. Like, and you know that, you know, they're just messing around. Like, but I think it's still kind of natural to be like, man, you know, and I, I, I'm sure I know I, for a fact, I had at least one time where I got like legitimately angry on Twitter and was like, Hey man, like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, like I'm not, and I, I make a conscious effort to not talk about the stuff I don't like so that then I can say, you know, I'm not doing this. So don't do this. You know, if you want to do it on your Twitter, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to, whether I like it or not, I'm not going to come in your mentions and be like, Hey dude, what's your problem? Like, but you know, I don't, if I tweet out that, Hey, this in, in helico match from dark was awesome. And somebody quote tweets it with like, and helico sucks. It's like, <laughs> yeah. why? What's like, going what, from that? Yeah. Like, what's like... what, what's your point? So it, it does become easier to just not say anything, which kind of sucks on some level, but then you get used to it. And yeah, this will be a good outlet for me to come on here and, and talk about how great and helico is and how his entrance is my favorite thing in wrestling. And I laugh you know, like he, their last entrance, Jack Evans was in the yes. ring and Helico was still on the stage dancing and I couldn't stop laughing. Like, and I, and, and this is like people, the people that are watching this will, will learn. Cause I don't know that all of them know me, you know, from Twitter or like, I was very much a WWE guy, like very much like to the point where I, I knew him when Helico was, but I had never seen him wrestle mm-hmm. when he had his first match in AEW. Um, and whether that, you know, makes you think less of me or more of me or whoever, that's just, that's the way I, I've never, I'm a completionist. Yeah. So I don't watch just random stuff. Like I, right. I tried to watch Lucha Underground. I watched one episode and I was like, eh, whatever. Um, and so I was like, I'm not going to get obsessed with this. And that's part of it with WWE now too, is it's not that I totally hate WWE. It's that I'm not going to watch every show. So I'm not going to yeah. watch any of them. It's just, that's, it's easier for me that way. And 
I'm sure, I mean, not everyone thinks that way, but that's the way my brain works. Like I could avoid dark if I needed to, you know, if I got stuff going on or, but yeah, I'm going to watch every week. Like that's just the way I'm wired. And if I'm not going to watch, then I'm not going to watch it all. Just if you ever like get like tempted to start doing a spreadsheet of free star plus matches, just tell me because I'll I'll stop you at that point. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of stuff you hadn't seen, man, since you're unfamiliar, how did the Mox and Eddie feud, promos hit i mean that was awesome and see and that's the thing they did a very good job of telling that story without you know you don't need to do 25 minutes of background but they did enough Mm -hmm. back and i mean i knew you know i wasn't like you know i knew some of it anyway but yeah those road two shows are tremendous and i i kind of wish they did a better job of of telling you those exist um because even yeah. I forget, I forget to watch him sometimes. That is a, like, that's an actual flaw, I think. That's yeah. very. The one thing I would say is that is very WWE. That sometimes their best promos are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like that to like, even if you're not in a clip and make them more part of the universe. Well, that could be on Rampage at least, you know, or not Rampage, yeah. right? Elevation, Dark, whatever. Put them on some of the shows. I know it's still YouTube, but it just it feels too in its own little world to me. I guess they did that with Gage. They took yes. they took some of that Road to stuff and threw it on Dynamite, and it's like perfect. Like, yes, yeah, because those road two shows are tremendous, even just the little like 10 minute ones they do for dynamite. Like, they're very good, and that's the one that's like people make fun of the they talked about the real sports feel, which I think they do anyway. But people took that so literally. But if you watch those road two shows, that's what that is. Like, and you get that's one place where JR still shines, yeah, he's on those road two shows and those talking heads, he will make that shit sound so important. Um, that, you're right. Yeah, that's I, the whole topic. JR is the whole topic we're going to end up getting into at some we're gonna, point. We're going to we're going to actually avoid that topic. Um, <laughs> I've actually said to people, I have said to people, in terms of priority of watching, if you're someone that's trying to get into AEW, you are best to go second to Dynamite. Obviously, before Rampage came along, second to Dynamite, you're better to put the Road Twos ahead of like Dark and Dark because they actually help fuel the the yes. A show. They're literally feeding. Obviously, Road Two, they're feeding into them. So, I think. Um, there was one. I remember you messaged me because I was doing something. He was like, "Bro, check this Kingston bro. Do you remember the one where he was like talking about the elite and he was like the grown men around here? Yeah. Gonna... yeah. And that thing went completely under the radar, which is yeah. very much it's a big shame. Yeah. No, that is one definite flaw they have is is they. You're right. Their best promo stuff is on YouTube. Yeah. And that's it's not for the same reasons. No. You know. I mean, you know, it's not because you know they have the same freedom, but it's like. Yeah, they produce a lot more content than I think people even realize that they produce. Like, it's kind of insane how much they do. Every and they're doing it all. That's going to be fascinating too with with Rampage starting because they were doing all this in one night. Yeah. Like, and now they've got a second night to play with. And so, are you going to overload even more, or are you going to start to scale back? Um, that's the rampage thing is just fascinating to me because you've seen like we've seen where this was a problem yes. in WCW. Now I don't think that it's not the same scenario. Number one, you know, Tony Khan actually wanted this, whereas, right, yeah. you know, they didn't want thunder. So that's a very different thing. And then, you know, they've actually been planning for this, but it's going to be really interesting to see, how they handle this, how he organizes it. Because in theory, you know, they book their shows in advance. 
So in yes. theory, you should be able to say every week, you need to be here on Wednesday and you need to be here on Friday. You don't need to be at both. Like now, you know, like this week they're in Pittsburgh for both. So everyone's just going to be there. Like that's, I'm right. sure that's the way it's going to be because I know they've said that they're going to tape Rampage a lot, but I don't buy it. No, <laughs> The way these tickets are moving, uh, they're going to end up being live almost every week. I would bet like, Right. If they were, if they, if ticket sales slow down, if things get, but you're just giving away money to not run <laughs> like yeah. the houses they're drawing, you might as well run live every week. So then that opens up. And I think you mentioned this to me because we've, for those that don't know, because you don't see our DMs, why would you know? <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm talking like this is like a universe we've already created. It's not I'm just explaining well, this to people. But well, every once in a while we make tweets that that people are fair. now going to start to understand because we're there just topping each other. But go ahead. You, one side, it was like this week. You go, we want this studio for dark, right? We, we, man, we, commit, we want this to be like, you know, an old school, a full-on WCW syndication deal. But we kind of, you know, he said to me, he was like, man, if Rampage is going to sell tickets like this, they can tape one of the C shows with Dynamite and the other with with rampage and that makes a lot of sense right? especially because with rampage like it's a one-hour show you need three hours of show right you just do mm -hmm. so you end up in a position where it's like brother they could feasibly in that scenario they could legitimately put out two hours of dark and dark elevation every week <laughs> you know what i would not even be surprised no with with the way tony khan is if they end up doing another show yeah, I agree. And we, and we get a third C show. I could 100% see that happening. Yeah. I know in the past, and I don't know that this is the best idea. It's not the worst idea, I don't think, as long as you do it right. But I know there was in the past, there's been rumors of them doing a, a women's show. And maybe you do an hour on YouTube that's just for the women, as long as you don't take them off. Exactly. Of, yeah, right. that's where you get, that's where it becomes a problem. You can't do that. Don't take them off the other stuff where, you know, you can't have no women on dark. You can't, you know what I mean? Like that, I think yeah. that's, that was a topic that's came up many times where it's like you, you do an all women show, but then you can't take them off the other. Like you cannot do that. That's a terrible idea, but an hour that's just for them, mm -hmm. maybe not the worst idea ever. Um, but agree. that's, and rampage needs to be, we've talked about this like rampage they need to step it up with the women a little bit for sure um that's one of their biggest flaws um and I'm i don't to think I, about this 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 sorry but i'm trying to think it's woman's showing up i it's it's a really interesting thing because it makes my mind go to and it's not the right comparison but it makes me think of do you remember when raw had the cruiserweights but they wanted to also do 205 live Mm -hmm. And you ended up in this weird predicament where every big cruiserweight match would be on 205 Live. So the raw showings would be like these weird, like, like the crowd, obviously, with the, why would they give a shit about a six man building to a match? For now? And it's like, that feels like the concern. What I would say, and then you can continue your point, but what I would say is this current, like, big swole Diamante thing would be perfect for that woman's show. Like right. a mid card feud that you can give time to over there. And that's like, to me, if you were going to do a women's show, it would almost be. I mean, it should just be a pro wrestling show. Like you still yes. like it should be, you know, you do your just like they do on dark where ha most of the matches are enhancement matches. But the question is, is that roster big enough? Because like I said, you can't put all the you can't just have the women have their own dark show and then not have them be on 
dark and not have them be on elevation because that all that's doing is letting the people who try to say it doesn't matter not watch it and not you know maybe learn to like some of these people or so you don't want to you don't want to go to where you're removing them from everything else but it could also create more opportunities yeah to to feed into you know maybe give them a little bit longer you know let their matches go a little bit longer um because i think that's an element that gets underplayed when you talk about their women's division definitely and, and i think Britt baker's even said like yeah they need more time but at the same time a lot of them need more time to be ready for more time um you know even Britt when when dynamite started i don't think Britt was ready no. but then look you know look months later she figured it out like you know and and you can't it's hard to let them it's hard to and i'm not for women, for men too. I don't want to be like you. You can't let yeah. people sink or swim on TNT. <laughs> like, no, there's no reason to anymore. You no. have too many great talents that don't need to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not. I think the one thing with women's division, and the phrase I was going to use was a dirty little secret, but it feels wrong. What I would say is, don't we all misunderstand that? Like, in terms of numbers, they actually have a very big division now. <laughs> well, and see, this is the thing. This is, I I, I talked to somebody about this. WWE clearly has like this massive women's division that, right. you know, they have so much talent, but it's broken up into three rosters. When you actually just compare their roster to the individuals, it's really not yes. that different. Like, because they have just, it's just one. So they yeah. have so, they have a lot of women, like, right. and, they, and they need, you know, that is definitely a flaw. Like Sheeta hasn't been on Dynamite. I think since she lost the title, that's yeah, that's crazy. I don't that's, get that. Yeah, that's you can't do that. Um, so they do need, and I if they if Rampage does not open up more opportunities for them, then that's a problem. Mm -hmm. I have been, I feel like it's somewhere in the it's been somewhere in the middle where people defend it a little too much, but then they also um, exaggerate how bad it is a little bit. Right. But if they if Rampage doesn't add more opportunities for them then it's time for a real discussion you know it can't be there shouldn't only be one women's story a week on tnt like that's yeah and especially when as of late there was a couple weeks where the women's match was merely a bridge to a, a men's match but and that was like that was where even i had to and, and the thing with this is and you're the same man i'm never going to go into anyone's mentions especially a woman and be like, actually be happy with your one woman's match. Oh, We're yeah. not idiots. If you no. do that, please stop doing that. Like, let people be upset about stuff. Because I'm when I go up about wrestling, God forbid, I don't like people to explain to me that it's actually good. Right. <laughs> That's a big topic you're going to hear when I talk about this. Like, so when people complain, try to think about it. And I've done the same. It's like, I do think there are some people, frankly, that use the women as like a brick wall to prevent them from getting into AEW. And they almost use the women as like, no, I can't possibly watch it because they, the way they treat women, they don't actually watch the show. And then right. they're people that you can probably in your head think to yourself, eh, that's, that's bad faith. Don't say it though, because they may actually just want to like the show more and they want more for the women, is what I would say, right? It's, there's a middle ground there, I guess. I will, I mean, I have a hard time. When you say that you're, you're a huge supporter of women's wrestling and, and you want them to have more opportunities, but then they do a whole YouTube tournament and you don't watch it. To me, it's hard for me to take your argument seriously at that point. Yes. Like 
that is, and you can argue whether it should have been on YouTube. That's a fair argument. I will accept that argument. But at the same time, the only way to possibly change it mm-hmm. is to show that the interest is there. You yeah. know, like there's weeks where Dark has seven or eight women's matches. And it's like, I mean, I'm not telling you you have to watch Dark, but at the same time, like if you're real supporters of, of this women's roster, they're giving you eight right. matches. And yeah, it's on YouTube, and you you can decide whether or not that's a big deal. Like, I understand the argument for why being on YouTube is bad, but I also think it's flawed a little bit. Like, it's not – being on YouTube isn't the same as being on YouTube seven years ago when you had to sit on your computer and, and you know, watch it on your browser. And, like, I watch Dark on TV just like yeah. I do Dynamite. Like, there's really no difference besides how I load the show up. Like, it's the same thing. Speaking of um, the same, look at this. Look at this coward. <laughs> and then look at this response. Beautiful. <laughs> but, but complete that point. Sorry, what was you going to say? I don't even, I think I was done. But yeah, okay. I mean, it's it, the women's division is a real criticism. It is yeah. fair. I mean, there are some real criticisms and and sometimes we'll talk about them and sometimes we won't because. We're cowards. You know, yeah. And I, well, <laughs> and here, yeah, I mean, yes. And. Like I said, like I'm just trying to enjoy this. So it's not that I don't care or that I'm blind to it or you just wrote about other stuff. Yeah, yeah maybe I don't want to spend 25 minutes talking about this one thing that is bad. You know, like yeah. like you know, there's certainly a thing we could talk about that's happened in the last couple of weeks, but yeah, we'll not do that. <laughs> I want to make this clear. I want to I want to make this completely clear because as I said, the universe, we're still building it here. I did not convert the confirmed shoot. He was that's- like he That's was the way, other way around. <laughs> yeah, he, way way ahead. And I vividly remember, we'll never forget this. Why I don't know. There's some tweets I remember. I bring this up a bit and I get very scared, but I remember it. And I watched um the month of February TV was incredible. And you had that great show with the cage and Cody and Wardlow, and it was like, wow, Jesus. And they had that pay-per-view and they just rocked it. The whole pay-per-view was great. Revolution 2020. And I was like, man, watch. And I just hadn't felt wrestling like that basically my whole life and I tweeted about it and you replied and I knew you like you know I was never addicted to you about liking AEW because I didn't give a shit about WWE at that point right like I was just right. like on the on the border and I and you was like it's just an optimistic promotion man there's a sense that like they give a shit and it's fun and I read it and was like man that's real and then two weeks later the pandemic happened and my fandom kind of waned again and it like mm-hmm. and, you know that happens but no you was as far as people that I interacted with online like you were the first by <laughs> by miles <laughs> And that, you know, let's, because I forgot I said that, but I've definitely, I've, you're not the only person I've said that to. That's still true. Yeah. Like, literally, they make you feel like they are happy that you are watching their television show mm-hmm. and that they genuinely want you to enjoy. Like, I don't think any, whatever you think of Tony Khan, you know, I mean, I, I know there's people that, that don't like him. But I don't think anyone can question the fact that he's trying to do a wrestling show that he wants people to like. Yes. And that may, I mean, I'm sure there's some of it where it's like, yeah, this just pops him personally. But mm-hmm. of course there is. I mean, that's natural when you're putting a TV show on. But like, there's no question that Tony Khan just wants us to like this wrestling program. And that hasn't always been the case in pro wrestling. Like, I. I don't want to be naive and be like, he's not trying to make money. Cause of course he's trying to make money, but I 
don't know that Tony Khan looks at us as like dollar signs, like other promoters have where it's just like let's get them in the building let's you know let's let's work them i mean of course that's what he's doing but at the same time he genuinely like wants people to like his pro wrestling show and that's unique it's it's another one of these things i always say it to you we always put a disclaimer at the front right where we go it isn't perfect but right. we like you know and with tony khan we do it too we're listen we are not suggesting that tony khan is some kind of goodwill sort of you know like <laughs> warrior out on the but Let- Go ahead. Well, I just want to let's say this. My thoughts on Tony Khan. I was a Fulham fan long before I was an AEW fan. <laughs> and that's two different Tony Khans. So, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that kind of proves the point in that if we, if you can't just see that he's really just a fan, that if we're being honest, a lot of us longed for the idea of a more interesting wrestling industry. He's the same. He just had the money to do it. That's mm-hmm. the truth of it. Yeah. And the one thing I will say, and you and I do not want to veer into Fed bad because we don't need to. I will say, though, if comments from Cody or Tony Khan make you take the stance that I will not watch AEW for a perceived reason of immorality on their part, but you watch WWE, but you are a fucking lunatic. I need to stress that because I see this stuff, man. You do it too. Like People will be like, this is why I don't watch because Tony said something at the press conference. Brother, the other guys don't even do press conferences. <laughs> like, and, and that's the one we always say. Like, we have to always disclaimer everything because, yes, we're not suggesting that the billionaire is actually a lovely guy that's going to drink with us at the St. Louis Zoo. We are suggesting that he is a fan like us, and if he was with us at the St. Louis Zoo, he'd probably pop and talk about WCW or some shit. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. Like, I, I mean, you know, wrestling is very jaded, but it sure seems like everyone who meets that guy likes that guy. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I mean... That's great. I mean, you know, is he going to burn himself out and run himself into the ground? Sure seems that way. You know, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see where this conversation is in two years if he doesn't find some people that he trusts. Um, his answer to everything shouldn't be, I'll do it myself. But God bless him. I, I understand that mentality completely. Um, yeah. That's my only fear with Tony Khan. But I definitely, like, he gets it, man. Like, yeah. he really gets it. And he's just trying to to fucking pop us like that's really the <laughs> truth you know i mean that's that's just what it like he's doing yeah. the same i've talked to this with people that don't like him and i've said if you were tony if you were running a wrestling show there you go is that yeah, what you're saying exactly i would like remember when he used to get on twitter and and reply to people and i'm really <laughs> glad he doesn't do that anymore cuz <laughs> cuz the tweets i had to read because of it were were not fun but <laughs> I would have been ten. I would be ten times worse. Like just yeah. going on Twitter and like vanity searching and being like, "Hey, bro, what's what's your problem?" <laughs> like, if I had a wrestling, like I would probably get banned from Twitter because I would just be quote tweeting people and yeah. and you know. So like, he's honestly kind of like he's measured compared to what I would be and what I know a lot of my friends would be. Um, yeah, but it's man. just something we're not used to because we've ne- it's again it's not something we've seen before you know this didn't exist in the past and then since it's existed that's not i guess court probably does it a little bit i don't follow him but i would imagine like i you know i'm sure yeah. he probably engages fans a little bit but like you know triple h isn't on twitter engaging with, no. with fans and you know like come on it's I just, also I, you'll never see me in terms of like the, when he would reply to it said some mean shit Listen, we all agree it's not the thing to do, right? Just ignore them. But mm-hmm. 
you will never see me dunk on a dude or a woman in wrestling for their sensitivity because let me tell you, brother, I've said it before, I don't even check the fucking YouTube comments on our show. Do you imagine if people were just online talking about how I'm like a sexist or I'm, an, I'm this or I'm that? It's like, brother, it's easy for us to say he's sensitive, but like, he's human. They all are. Like, I, I let that stuff slide, person, but you know. I'm simply built uh, different, Matt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, the, if this show wasn't behind a paywall, I wouldn't be doing it. Because the last, yeah. like, I got, we got done with that last show, and I thought about that Rollins Omega thing, and I said, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, if anyone actually sees this, like, I'm going to get tweets that are going to just ruin my entire day. It's <laughs> like, that, I do that like, every week, bro. I swear, every, yeah. every week, I think myself, if the wrong person clips that show, I'm going to be the character of the day. Like, it's going to get yeah. quotes, but, you know, it's just like... I'm honest. That's true. That goes through my mind. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. and it's like, it's an, like, I don't, I think most people are much more thin skinned than they try to pretend they yes. are. And, yeah. and I will readily admit that like, yeah. I mean, which is funny because we're so mean to, to Rob. <laughs> yeah. But you know, he knows that he knows where our hearts are at. Yeah. That, right. But yeah. it's just like, no, I mean, that's a real thing. I can't, they do it to Cody too. Um, yeah, he 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 earns it a little bit sometimes. Yeah. But, but yeah, I like I don't know how they do it. I couldn't be on Twitter if I if like the Brandy Rhodes. That that stuff makes me borderline uncomfortable, bro. As soon as she gets, I'm just like, leave her alone, man. What's wrong yeah. with you guys? You know, it's yeah. weird. Now, I am um, as I expected. This show has gone. You know, with many different directions. This is going to happen every week, by the way, yeah, just to warn everyone. I, I want to say quickly, before we look towards the A shows for about 20 minutes here before we get off, <laughs> I want to say that QT Marshall and Five, Alan Angels, right? That ruled. Brother, that was like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It was one of the great dark matches ever, brother. Let me tell you, that was incredible. <laughs> that, was a, that was a dark classic, and he had no people really other than like the 10 wrestlers, right? It was amazing. We got halfway about halfway through the match, and I turned to Adrian. I was like, "This match is awesome!" Like, yeah. and I, Alan Angels is actually someone who I knew before I knew of before AEW. The right. rare example of that, like, he's pretty good. And mm -hmm. QT, like QT, is much better than he gets credit for. And I'm starting he's, to. He's good, yeah. man. He's good. Like, I'm starting to hear that he's like highly regarded within like other wrestlers, like. Mm -hmm. He's one of those guys who, like, they think more highly of him than fans do. And I get yeah. why he's, like, you know, he is, like, he's kind of a, you know, he's a dork. Um, I would put, he's, you know, who he's, he's Spears. Like, I'd put them in the same category. Spears I have probably, to say, though, brother, when Spears stands, stands next to War Dog and he's taller than him, pops me every time. He's that, huge. <laughs> I love that team so much. So do I. <laughs> It's Spears like is better, but it's a good comparison. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That, I put them in the same class where they're better yes. than they get credit for. Yeah, and the wrestlers love them too. You're yes. right. Um, another one I enjoyed before we look towards the A's here quickly. This was the other like match where you kind of went, "Huh, who's going to win that?" Um, Chucky T and Utah against Private Party. Let me tell you about Private Party, man. Obviously, they can do incredible uh, for stuff kind of athletically. They have these awesome tandem moves. They're adding more and more shtick every single week, and it makes them the greatest sea show act ever because they can just do like comedy, but they can also do this awesome high flying move. They rule, man. They are, and this is, I mean, he's another one you could, you can see Matt Hardy's influence on them. Yes. Like you can see that, yes, he's their manager on TV, but they're genuinely listening to him. Like they're learning from Matt Hardy. You can see it. And that, 
that is Matt Hardy's real value to the company. Like, keep putting him with younger guys like this. And, yeah, you know, like, yeah, Private Party is better than they were when they were actually, when they beat the Bucks. Definitely. Like, they're yeah. better. And, and yeah, they're going to have to heat them back up at some point. But, like, you can see the improvement. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great team. That match, that was a very good match. Absolutely. I loved it. Um, someone quickly here. Let me, let me pull this up before we look towards the, uh, yeah, he shows these pre-shows. So, yeah, so these these things you can watch them on demand. I don't think we're ever going to do a watch along with the road too, just because it's mostly promo content. So we'd be like listening, you know. However, on the special weeks, we are going to watch those road tours. So they probably will come up in conversation if that helps. Now, there's some news here. Look at this. Wow. Can I just say, that, absolutely go well online. <laughs> incredible dunk on Impact Wrestling that she was like a top gal there, and they were like, can you? do like a dark and we'll you know we'll figure it out like i thought she would just get the sign she, by the way she's very good i said this yesterday matt but i was informed once that um, i should not praise her because she said certain stuff and I, my response was like ed kingston says mean stuff about chris hero imagine if i stop like yeah that's a weird protective element to that she's she's very good her reputation is generally good she's gonna i think she's gonna be a real asset to the company genuinely but her her and aw is gonna be an adventure online for a while Let's just leave yeah, it at that. You know, it I is, mean, who cares? Who cares? But yeah, we can. Yeah. Always, the thing is, man, we can always let her go when we eventually get the, get the real star in that whole conflict, right? Couple, <laughs> down, couple years down the line. Now, here's the thing. So, I will say one of the other reasons this week is a wacky week to do this. Dynamite is an objective, like step back this week, right? Yeah. Like you had four specials, and last week was basically a special. It was homecoming anyway. It was Cody, and it was it was black. This week looks like a week of wrestling television, which we <laughs> haven't been used to because as of late, it has been weekly pay per views. What's the thing on tonight's show? I genuinely, I haven't got one for myself yet, so I'm intrigued. What's the thing on tonight's show that jumps off the page that you're interested in most? Kenny Omega and Dante Martin working together. Please, please give them two, three minutes together. <laughs> like, wow. yeah, that, yeah, that'll be something. Um, Daniel Garcia, you know, I want to see, yeah. I hope that should be interesting. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's definitely a step back a little. I think they're going to build some stuff for Rampage tonight. So I think there's definitely the potential where we're like, oh, this is a maintenance show, which, you know, is not what we said, but that's, right. yeah, it, it, there's a very real chance that when this is over, we're not going to feel that way anymore. But, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't have the same feel as the last, like even the Jericho match. And I love Wardlow. He's one, but yeah, you know, he's been facing like these special attractions and now it's Wardlow. And, and how do you lay that one out? Because Chris Jericho shouldn't beat Wardlow either. But that's another. I, I said, man, I think I think Wardlow's winning that match, and I think Chris is going to have to put his career on the line to get the the MJF match. That's my that's my little prediction. I don't know. Interesting. That, that could be a good. That could work, right? Gets Wardlow. Yeah. The, the problem with Wardlow is, and and we love him, and I I'll say the same for Hobbs, who I also love. They are characters you have to protect. But you obviously don't really have a plan to put like the belt on them in the right. next. Let's be real, the next like year, eighteen months, right? They're not because you got too many great rest. Like it's just you're at the end of the day, your champs thus far. Look at them, okay? You're not going to get a ward lane the next year probably. And what happens is you end up. You have to be careful not to have guys stall, you know. And I think if Wardlow loses, it could seem like a bad thing. But at the same time, if he wins, what the fuck do you do with him then? Yeah. <laughs> And, th- and here's the other thing, and, and I don't want to get in because the last thing we want to do is say, I do not want to say wins and losses don't matter. But 
we may overrate that. Like, is Wardlow losing tonight really going to be the end of Wardlow? Like, if he loses tonight and then he wins his next 15 matches, like... Because the audience I mean, is in on... This is the... I talk about this yeah. a lot, and it sounds like the dumbest thing, but I know you get me. The Sometimes we talk about an imaginary audience. Like, they'll think he's a loser. It's like, well, if you don't and I don't, we're the ones that watch Dynamite. I think he's fine. <laughs> it's the same as when... I, I always use his arm, so I apologize, but... When, like, Kenny will work a job guy and give him stuff, and people go, he's not coming across like a star. It's like, well, here's the deal with that. You're, like, booking for an imaginary person that isn't watching the show. Right. <laughs> they already think he's a star. He's bringing the other guy up, you know? like, And that's a good example of it. Wardlow, we're thinking, you can't beat him because that will make him a job. But to the, casual, the guy who's out there thinking it's a shoe, it's like, not really. He'll be fine. Yeah. Those, those people don't really exist anymore. <laughs> I think that – and that there's an obsession – and I mean, we all get there's an obsession with like trying to win those people back, and I don't think those people exist anymore. Even, even the most, what is a casual fan that's going to watch AEW? Like that's right. still someone who's watched wrestling before and probably knows how wrestling works at this point. Like there, I can't imagine that there's that many people over the age of like ten yeah. who who still <laughs> think. <laughs> Like, I, it's hard. I mean, I, maybe those people are out there, and God bless them. Like, in some ways, I envy them a little bit. But, like, th those people can't really exist anymore, no. can they? Like, Dude, the best example is everywhere AEW goes, their crowds are like Chicago or Philly crowds. Yeah. That's what AEW's audience is, obviously, right? Like, it's not – it's just people are just – like it's what you said earlier about the rule book, you know, like mm -hmm. the idea of, like – it's this stuff we've heard all these old dudes saying shoot interviews and we think, oh, that's how it works. It's like, it actually doesn't. We can all move on. And by the way, the other thing is we're not going to do the thing where we say wrestling's cooler than ever because no. But I saw Meltzer tweet earlier. Brother, Raw was like second in the demo for the week on cable. Dynamite was fourth. We're doing good here, guys. Let's yeah. forget about these, these non-existent people that think it's lame anyway. We're rocking it. We're having fun with it. So that's the, that's the main thing. What AEW is really good at and – and I think this causes a disconnect somewhat is they are really, really good at making their audience happy. Yes. Like probably better than any promotion has been in a long time. And if you're not part of that audience, then I can see where there's not the appeal. Like, you know, I, you know, if Kenny and the bucks and, you know, they don't do anything for you for whatever reason, legitimate or not. Um, then yeah, I mean, I can see where it's a hard promotion to get into, but like they do things pretty logically. Yeah. Which God bless them for that. Um, <laughs> you know, you can watch, you can actually pay attention to the shows and not like have to explain <laughs> yourself as to why stuff makes sense. Like, I don't know, man, like I, they, they know their audience mm -hmm. and, and, and that's Tony Khan. And he almost comes off bragging when he does it, but he's he's given examples where he's like he's known something was going to work, and people around him told him it wasn't going to work, and then it works because he knows the audience. Yeah, because he would because be sitting there. Yeah, he's one of them exactly. <laughs> like if he wasn't running AEW, he would be at AEW. Like, right. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Like he's he's bringing in CM Punk because he wants to see CM Punk wrestle. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, he wants, you know, there's the implications, the financial and all, but that's the, like, I, I truly believe that's the main reason 
that he's bringing CM Punk in is because yeah. he wants to see all this stuff he's going to have him do. There's a real, and we're not going to do it here because we, we, you know, we could do this when he actually shows up. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot to Punk. His story and how important it is to AEW even being a thing is very real. And it's best to do it here rather than on Twitter because that would go very poorly for us. But mm -hmm. it is a real thing. I think it's next Friday, Matt. What do you think? I think it's I think next it's Friday. Probably next Friday, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's all out. I really, some people are saying it's all out. I don't think it is. Because I, I, I think you need a big match for United Center because like everyone knows what we're going for, obviously. But you need like, you know, you need like a marquee match to go with the big arena, not just like hey, this guy, mate. You know, we think he's going to be there. We're pretty certain well, he we, has we had, to be there. But, yeah, you know. and we had that discussion before too. You you have to be very careful. Like if you're saving Punk to the end of the show, you got to be very careful about what you put out there yes. during the show. Because I mean, and their their crowd is more cooperative than any other wrestling crowd I've ever seen in a long time. But yeah, don't, don't bore them because <laughs> God bless you. Like, <laughs> good luck. See, this is where this is. I love this comment, but this is where, and this is going to sound ridiculous. This is where having so many good tag teams is actually kind of an issue. Because <laughs> like Hobbs in a team with someone in Team Taz would be awesome, but like. How the hell do you prioritize that team when you have the Luch Bros waiting, PNP waiting, FTR waiting to get back? Like, and that's look, that's a beautiful problem to have, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, you know, it is what it is. But I do think Hobbs is a guy that I love the upside. I just, I wonder where you fit him in, you know? Okay, here let let me ask you this because I because I think this is a topic that that I see both sides on. Where do you feel with them only having the belts that they have? Like they could have a secondary tag team title, couldn't they? Okay, so this easily. I love this. Yeah, so someone actually asked here. Here we go on that point. Someone asked about a third men's belt, but I like your. I have in the past discussed this concept because this was a thing, as you know, like early like nineties WCW day at the NWA US tags, right? I have to tell you this, man, and I think this would be probably very unpopular on Twitter or on online. I think a TNT tag title would be. Fucking awesome, dude. Right. And, and with four TV shows, because that's what it is. It's be like, you could easily do a TNT time match on, you know, Dark or Dark. Like, I think, I think it could help, you know, Private Party or whoever it may be. I, I love it. I think people would hate it, but I think you and I <laughs> would pop huge. <laughs> I mean, I still think that trio's title is probably happening, so we're not going to get the yeah. secondary tag titles. But I mean, I genuinely have wondered about the idea of having like an elevation champion. Like, yeah. like a yeah. dude who defends the belt in the main event of Elevate. Yeah. I don't know what you call that title. I mean, you don't call it the YouTube championship, no. or I don't know what you call that. Um, but and and you have to be careful how you present them because you can present them as being at a certain level and not being able to go any higher. But yeah. like, and uh, perfect. Don't put them on dynamite and have them. Lose lose when they're the champion on on elevation but um yeah i mean yeah. i think the potential to do stuff like that is i don't want to you know you don't want too many champions but at the same time their roster is so huge yeah I don't, like i have to say because there are some people we're all on the trios i think most people are but there are some people even with trios got all oh, too many bells I, I honestly think that whole thing is like really I don't know, man. I, that to me feels like another one of those things that we pretend is confusing, but like all of us that watch would get. Do you know That's what I'm saying? Like, like it's, a, it's another one of those things where people would go, it's for the casual viewer. They won't be able to know who's there. And it's like, well, they don't exist anyway. Because like, again, we have so much time to, like we can really, 
because the thing with the trios is, and I, I'm using New Japan as my frame of reference here, but you'll get what I'm going. Like, so New Japan have their, those Road 2 shows. They're like their house shows, right? And when they got their trios titles, they basically would sometimes just use them as main events of the house shows. And it's like, in AEW's universe, that means you could easily do a Dark Elevation main event that's a trios title match. Like, why not? And yeah. and then it, it gets back to that earlier point, which we started with. If those dark shows are the most accessible shows of all, they're on YouTube, bro. If you put some stuff on there that's got some some gravitas, like, I don't see why not. I, I just think titles... When you've got a hundred wrestlers, you can have like six titles without like breaking the territory, you know? I guess what it comes down to is how you present them as champions. Yes. Because I think the argument and we keep going back to this, but I mean it's just the truth. Like there were there's stretches where you ask, Hey, who's the US champion in WWE? And it's like I don't know. Like, I mean that that's a real thing. And I watch the product every week and that would be a real thing. Like you'd have to think about it sometimes. So I mean, if as long as you're presenting all the champions is important. Then yeah, I mean, and they're pretty. I mean, the way that they format dark and elevation, yeah, I mean, you could probably do that. And I do think there we're going to see higher profile stuff on YouTube because of the live crowds at Rampage. Yes. You can't only give them an hour of a show content, so we're going to get. I would think it would be elevation, but the last couple of weeks, dark seems to have taken the more important role mm -hmm. there, and I wonder if there's an actual reason for that or. Um, if it's just you know they didn't want to do elevation in front of no crowd but um yeah i mean i think we're gonna see higher profile stuff on elevation because it's at least the weeks that it's yeah, on no, I, I agree i i there's a lot of talk, tournament talk and i was trying to figure out the formats but it, this one matt i need to point this out they need to do this shit like asap like i don't, I don't know what they like they can legit do they've probably got around 10 teams that i think are like legit great <laughs> Which is insane, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you fill it out. If you do a 16 team bracket and you get like one team from New Japan, maybe one from Impact, I guess one from Impact is Gallows and Anderson, right? That's just the team. Like, right. you could have a tag tournament. And, and I know people are going to probably like list some shit from the 70s that I haven't seen, but like, this, that could be the greatest tag team like lineup in the history of professional wrestling, right? Because you would have yeah. great teams going out in round one. You'd have to. I mean, their tag, their tag team division is insane. Yes. Like, look, I mean, and look at Angelico and Evans. You yeah. have, you could argue, have basically hardly ever mattered in this promotion. Yeah. And, like, what are they, like the 12th, 13th team on the, the ladder? Mm -hmm. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, you've got two Dark Order teams. Like, it, yeah, there, it's an insane amount of depth. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, see, I don't even, you probably could do 16 teams just from their own roster, let alone people coming from the outside. This is the thing is, like, this is, it sounds ridiculous, but like, fuck it, man, do a 32 team tournament. I don't care. Because you could also, you know how like in the Crockett Cup, you'd have like Ric Flair would team with like Tully or Arn or whatever. It's like, brother, give me Kenny teaming up with someone. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, to me, that's the stuff. As great as, like, I love a long-term archive, but those things that you can just live in a vacuum forever and people will always go back to and go, man, when they did that tag tour, that was because that would be what, when people talk about the tag division, that's what they'll remember is those little snapshots. But, um, no, there's a lot you can do. You can also do, like, round robin and have, you know, you can do a, a lot of different things. But there's, when you increase the content, and that's one thing I want to hit, so we'll get off here in, like, five minutes, so we'll have time to get ready for time. But one, one thing I am intrigued on your thoughts on, because I talk about this a lot, do you think when they have all this content and they look at it, like, 
Tony's preparing for something in that sense, right? Like, brother, the, like, the YouTube shows are great, but like, you don't make any money on YouTube, really. There's, there's like, he knows he's got a package there, right? Like, it's something special. Because you can say, we've got, we got four weekly shows. It's insane. You know, it's, gen you know, with, yeah, I mean, I know where you're going. And, right. and you, I guess you could say, I, I don't know that you put, those dark shows behind any kind of paywall though. I think right. that's a big mistake. Um, I get you. But like, I still can't believe that dynamite replays aren't on HBO max. Like I can't believe that hasn't happened yet. Um, and I don't know, like, cause clearly Warner is pretty invested in him at this point. Like I'm shocked that they, like, it's really hard to see dynamite replays. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Like I think they're on Hulu, but you have to have the live subscription. So you gotta be paying right. that like, it's hard to see some of their like they do need to get better about some of that. Yeah. They're not as accessible as maybe they need to be. Um, but yeah, that is an interesting, I mean, I, you would think that they, they're going to have the content to do it. Um, especially if he keeps making right. these, cause, cause you know, he's going to make deal like, you know, he's building all these relationships where he can turn <laughs> around and say, Hey, you know, let me, let me throw your stuff up on this thing I'm creating. Um, so, as an example, NWA Power right now is, you know, he's about to sell that thing. I don't know what's going on with NWA. Something's about big's about to happen. You could just feel it. The, the, the you know, kind of rumblings. It'll probably be Jeff Jarrett, which is hilarious. I hope it is. But if they, you know, the guy who comes in and gets the NWA, he looks in and says, okay, we've got to deal with Fight TV. In a fantasy world in which AEW has a streaming service, you would much rather be paid by TK to be the weekly show on that. Like, right. Bro, that's, and that's where you start getting into opportunities where it's like, fuck it. I just think, and it's not, there's no rush. They're two years old, right? But to me, when you keep adding all these different pieces, it's like you're trying to create a content package at that point. Mm -hmm. That's something you can seriously sell in a way that would transform their business completely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be one of the big stories going forward. Um, I mean, you can just tell. And there, I mean, look, there is the scenario where they get too big. I mean, that scenario exists, and I don't think it's something that we need to sit here and be scared about because we're not we're not businessmen and we don't need to be nerds like that. But there is the scenario where they they take on he takes on too much and things get crazy. But right now, it's really hard not to be excited because yeah. you can talk yourself into so many scenarios <laughs> and not feel like you're insane. Yeah, like we you know we talked about how nuts July was going to be. And it was like, when's the last time that happened? Like, you'd be like, man, like this show here is going to be incredible. And then you get mm -hmm. there and it's like, ah, it's fine. You know, or all this crazy <laughs> stuff's going to happen. And then it does, you know, it's like, eh, it's, it's a normal month. The last two months in professional wrestling, we it, like, you can't even, I don't know that we fully appreciate how insane it is. Oh, it's like, wild. Like, it's crazy. It's, Every way, I mean, almost every day something's happening. And it's just like, there's so much out there. Um, mm -hmm. You can find any, I mean, look at what Cardona and Gage did. Like, it's, it's actually really great, right? If you just like remove all of the cynicism and like, it's like, man, more time. Everything's accessible. Yeah. You can watch everything live. It's great. But okay, before we go after our two questions, these are big ones to differing levels, okay? Um, will the Good Brothers match not be good enough for me to not have to like log off because people are really mean about the Good Brothers? No, good luck. It could be tremendous, and you're still going to see it. So, 
Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's true. You're actually because I remember when Machine Gun had the match with Mox, and I logged it on. People were like he sucks. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, off. <laughs> tremendous television match. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they got that, and then here's the other one. This one really interests me. How confident you are in Red Velvet? Because like Brit is great. She's not someone I consider like an in-ring leader. That's not her role yet. How confident are we in that in that delivering? Because I hope it does. I like both a lot, especially Red Velvet. I think she's great. Sixty-five, thirty-five, maybe something yeah. like that. She delivered in that match in the tag match. Red Velvet sure did, and that was probably you yeah. could argue that's a higher profile match than this. Um, but then, like, I'm not Brit's last. Brit's hurt too. Yeah, you can't yeah. rule that out. Um, yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one. And I, I mean, I talked about for a long time that I thought Brit should main event the first rampage, and I don't think I don't think that's main eventing. I maybe I'm wrong. Um, right. I thought, but then it, I, I really thought they should have done Brit and Thunder Rosa as the main event of the first rampage. But you also set up a situation where Thunder Rosa gets booed in Pittsburgh, so maybe that's maybe I'm wrong about that. But yeah, that's going to be an interesting one because that's a pretty high-profile match for Red Velvet. And Britt, I love Britt, but her last two matches have not been... No. They, haven't been they haven't been bad, but they haven't it's been... Just not right, want. yeah. 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 And the other thing with this is, too, is like stylistically, like the match makes most sense with Britt getting the heat on Velvet because she's so much smaller and she has that. She has a tiny frame, right, Red Velvet? Like, but as you just said, the people are going to be with Britt. It's so like how the how do you produce? It's just going to be interesting. It's one to watch for sure. And um, I didn't even think, yeah, that's going to because yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to. I guess they probably won't boo Red Velvet, but they're going to be clearly with. Maybe they will. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're clearly yeah. going to be with Britt. I could, I could see the AEW type fan. Like I could see them being respectful. I guess would be the right word, but they're clearly right. going to be with Britt. Yeah, that's going to be. That's going to be, and I think Britt's probably going to be on tonight. I don't. I can't imagine they just leave her off. Oh yeah, she'll do Completely. a promo. They'll do something. So yeah, no, she. I think she'll do a promo tonight, and they'll kind of they'll try and if it is the main event, they'll try and give it a real last, you know, push because last week was a good segment, but it was one segment. So you give it one more, see how it goes. Um, Let me throw one thing at you before we go. Okay, go ahead. Um, what the hell is this Dan Lambert thing? Who are so these that's next? That's yeah, next I mean, week, I know man. they moved it to next week, but they also said two UFC uh, champion. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know. Right, it's hard because so, I don't. I don't, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. People give me a lot of shit when I say this stuff. I don't. I hate this MMA shit. I hate it so much <laughs> because, like, I tweeted earlier. I was like, I don't want MMA guys, and someone replied, and I immediately soft blocked them to get them off my timeline. They would go, "You don't want legit guys," and it's like, yeah, I don't care in about wrestling. That in wrestling, everyone is supposed to be legit because it's like the, the idea is it's real. So when you have guys coming, this is why I wanted Dan Lambert to instead come in with some big old jacked wrestler and be like, this is a real wrestler. <laughs> you know, I think Jorge Masvidal will be one of them, and that will cause a dialogue. Um, I, See, the, I, I don't know. I don't know. The one I thought about, and, and I mean, it doesn't make sense because it's Archer, but the one that I thought about a couple weeks ago, like, was Paige Van Sant. And I don't yeah. really, I don't know, a whole, I honestly don't know a whole lot about her, besides that I know, like, she's somewhat, I guess famous is the right word. Yeah, but, she's popular, yeah, for sure. Like I thought you know, Britt did that picture with her and then Britt was talking about having backup and then she's part of that she's part mm -hmm. of his team, I guess. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but just from my <laughs> from my 45 seconds looking on Wikipedia, I've pieced together that she's part of that team. Um but yeah, I, I guess that doesn't make sense here. I'm going to say something that's very scary to end the show. I think there's a there's a chance Kane Velasquez shows up to be quite honest with you. 
And I I am gonna pop huge because I think he is one of the funniest like wrestling projects ever. Listen, man, it all depends what you do with them. You they just yeah. get the shit kicked out of them. I'm fine with it. But if you start doing the thing where you like do the weird, like they're the real if Dan Lambert can say they're real fighters, that's fine. He's a heel. Yeah. But if the if Jim Ross starts going, these, you know, stiff punches, it's like, oh fuck. I hate just, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's lame. Like, and when they do there's there's people that really think wrestling now should just be like dudes pretending to do MMA and it's like, what is wrong with you? Why don't you just watch MMA? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, do not present this as Archer versus, like, a real tough guy. Don't yeah. tell me that Archer's not a real tough, that's a mistake. Like, yes. the whole thing is, like, he's a badass. Like, if you want to present it as two badasses going at each other, then cool. Right. But, yeah, I really hope this is not, like, building to, like, it probably is, I guess. Like, why would you do it if it's not building to a match? But, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. That's just one that I kind of have skepticism on. We'll, we'll see what it looks like. But um, here's the thing, though, Matt. We did an hour and 20 minutes, and we did not talk about Buddy Murphy, which is good for both of our heart rates because we have to assume that he's definitely not going to be there tonight. I legitimately, guys, for those you know, I am not scooping this. I had a guess yesterday, and everyone thinks that I got information from Sean Rossap. It's not the case. <laughs> he's almost <laughs> definitely not going to be there. Let me have fun and enjoy my wrestling. But nonetheless... Do you want to throw your Twitter out there, or would you rather people not follow you on Twitter? No, you can follow me. They prob- everyone watching this is probably following me already. But confirm shoot. Um, I don't tweet about wrestling very much though. So, but if you, I mean, if you send me a message, I'll probably answer you. Don't my DMs are closed, so good luck with that. But yeah, um, yeah. Just that's a, just a quick thing. If you're going to compliment Matt on this show, don't like have me blocked, please, because. <laughs> I don't want if you don't follow me, but like for sure don't block me. So then I see like you can't see this tweet, and Matt's like, "Thanks, man, a really good show." <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, folks, we have ten minutes. Enjoy dynamite. I will see you all on the distraction, um, unless Buddy Murphy shows up. In which case, I'll message Matt immediately and say we need to get on Streamyard. <laughs> yeah, show. Oh, yeah. Well, if he, Buddy Murphy shows up tonight, we'll be on here at like five after ten. There you go. For me, five <laughs> after three a.m., yeah. which is even funnier. <laughs> okay, folks, we will speak soon.